Hergint by Colin McMe of the Henrik Ibsen. Act 5. Entschuldigen Sie, meine Damen und Herren. Time passes swiftly indeed for our pair. I should report on the years that have flown by since first he committed himself to my care. What can I say of the last twenty years? Did I have some success? Did he find what he sought? Does he now know himself, and did that bring him peace? Only he can give answers for sure. I cannot. In our consultations, he showed some resistance, projection, displacement, transference, and all, not to mention desire to return to the womb. He was strongly inclined to selective recall. But so far, that's no more than par for the course. In each patient of mine, whether sane or stark mad, he's awkward with women, both feared and desired, from mum's double bind in the absence of dad, his self-esteem soars and then plunges in ruins. He must be the greatest. The norm just won't do. No one can criticize he who is perfect. The Emperor's clothes hide all flaws from our view. His power to imagine the strength and a weakness. Creatives can live in a world of their own. Dreams of the future bring great expectations that crash to the ground if the prospects have flown. Sometimes he'd cancel our clinical sessions to swim in old Egypt's great river a while. Said it was better than my psychobabble. I told him quite straight he was just in denial. Where is he now? On the sea? Heading northward? Returning to Norway is all of his plan. A cargo ship carries him back to his homeland. To the place of his birth, where his story began. Time indeed flies very swiftly, one more score of years gone by. Pear now stands on board a ship at dusk beneath a threatening sky and looks upon his native land, his hair as grey as mountain slopes, and to the captain names the peaks that girdled him in youthful hopes. Hulling scarvens dressed for winter, gleaming in the fading light. Volgafond stands further hindward, like a bride who's wearing white. Two men forward to the hold, and check the cargo's lashings tight. Hoist the lamps to port and starboard. Soon the storm will have to fight. Whither lies Hartigan, Captain? Due east yonder, claimed by night. Ronda, can we see it clearly? Fornan shields it from our sight. You're no stranger to this coast, then. Hence I sailed when I left home. Two score years and more have passed since then. Many are the lands I've known. So, you'll have a welcome party waiting for you at the dock? No. There's no one waiting for me. I'm the last one of my stock. I'll be spared some fuss at landing, and my gear won't bear me down. Once I was a man of wealth, a businessman of some renown. But 
Dame Fortune upped and left me. All my worldly goods are stowed in one old trunk that's in my cabin, so I bear no heavy load. Yourself, the crew, your married men? Aye, that's true of all of us, I think. So, a welcome on the quayside, home and hearth, and food and drink are laid out for you on the table. Children, thankful that you've come, will thrill to all your seamen's tales. How kindly fortune favours some. I must to the wheelhouse straight. The storm is gathering up its might. Let us hope that fortune smiles on all of us aboard tonight. I'm due more respect than my poor circumstances will allow. All the stay-at-homes don't know how much I've gained and lost till now. All the lands through which I've travelled. All the things I've seen and done. How I've stayed true to myself and never needed anyone. Herr Gint is himself, that's certain. Now my wealth again will grow. I'll reclaim the farm and homestead. Pear will rise again. Hello. What the... Who on earth are you? A passenger, like you, dear friend. Just thought I'd introduce myself now that this story's near its end. A fellow passenger, you say? I'm sure that no one told me so. I thought I was the only one. Well, you were wrong. And now you know. I've never seen you up till now. Through all these days, you never show. I don't go out in broad daylight. I'm happier when down below. What a storm is raging now. What bounty it will bring to hand. Many vessels split and wrecked. Many corpses washed to land. All those lives so swiftly ended. Blown away in nature's slaughter. All those bodies stiff and cold. It fairly makes my old mouth water. God in heaven, are you mad? That ill prospect should appall us. Let us pray with all our might that such a fate does not befall us. Have you ever seen a man who's drowned or hanged himself, been strangled? There's a grin upon his face, no matter how his body's mangled. A ghastly grin, it's true, and often half his tongue he's bit away. Oh, that's enough. Though we've just met, I'd sooner you no longer stay. One request. It's nothing but. If tonight you meet your end, but I survive to carry on, do let me have your corpse, dear friend. Oh, this is ghastly. You're some ghoul devoid of human charity. My purpose is pursuit of knowledge, scientific clarity. Where within you lies the soul, immortal essence, seat of dreaming. Finding that, by deft dissection, is my goal not ghoulish scheming. So I'll slice and tweak and tease out bone and offal, brain and such. Tasty fill it will remain and then perhaps I've said too much. Horrid monster! Let me be! Soul nor body will I give you. If there's any providence then many years may I outlive you. We shall see what comes to pass. Who lives longer? Time will tell. Circumstance may change your mind. Until we meet again, farewell. Lord, preserve my soul this night. Pacify the angry sea. Bless this craft and let our anchor safe within this harbour's lee. Seaman, hither. Tell me quickly who that passenger may be. Passengers we have but one. And that is you, it seems to me. Who passed you going down below just now? Who passed? Why, none I saw. 
The only thing that passed me was the ship's old dog, bone in his jaw. Pear has come safe to his birthplace, the farmhouse, to find there an auction of goods taking place. Most of those milling around in the farmyard have heard of his legend, but none knows his face. What celebration? A marriage? A christening? Auction of property. After a death, woman named Ingrid was married to Aslak. She altered her will ere she drew her last breath left all the goods to be auctioned for charity. Aslak's not pleased, but the rest of us are. <laughs> so, she is dead. That's not much cause for merriment. Showing respect would be better by far. Look at these antlers that come from the reindeer that carry Peer Gent on the ridge over at Yendin. I've got the lady I used as a boy to mould buttons from silver and gold. Needs mending. Peer Gint, you say? What of him? Is he living? Why, he built an empire far over the sea. He wed a troll, and now he's king of the mountains. Hung by the neck years ago, that was he. I knew him well when he lived up at Ronda. Most nights at Lunda we drank at the inn. Really? How interesting. What was he like then? Come now, recount every virtue and sin. <laughs> a silly romancer, a dreamer, a waster, a teller of tales, and a stealer of brides. A brawler and boaster, a vagabond drunkard, a fugitive outlaw, and much more besides. Gather round, everyone. Here's a fine auction. I'll sell you the treasures of famous Pear Gint. If you bid their value, then surely you'll have them. They're open to anyone, wealthy or skint. Here now, I'll sell you the crown of an emperor. Eye of a needle is all you need bid. Keys to a castle that's east of the sunrise, a pause in a discourse is pro for this quid. Beard of the prophet, that genuine article. Bid a hiatus, lacuna or such. Now you possess all the fruits of his fantasies. All that they brought him, may you gain as much. The garden's overgrown and needs much weeding. It's had too little care in recent years. This onion might provide some decent eating, even if I have to shed some tears. Now here's the very model of Pear Gint, the many-layered character that's he. Let's peel the onion, going back in time, and find what very essence we can see. The outer layer is much the worse for wear. Its weather-beaten skin is tough and brown. The one below will yield to reason's probing. A yearner after inner truth, we've found. A budding Egyptologist lies under, one who seeks for answers in the past. The prophet lies below and stinks to heaven. Who peddles lies for gain is damned at last. Now here's a firmer lair, although it's darker. The trader and the smuggler smell strong, but what they trade in, weapons and pure poison, will bring tears to the eyes of those they wrong. The voyager, explorer, noble hunter, 
perhaps exudes the least obnoxious smell. The brawling youth, the fantasist, the outlaw, supplies the missing pungency quite well. As now the softest lair of all, still green, the boy who lives in stories and in dreams, bound in love and hate to her who bore him, and the deepest lair of all, or so it seems. For when we look at last into the centre, which essence, heart and soul must surely bear, we find an absence, empty space. The truth is, at the heart of old Pear Gint, there's nothing there. So then, no more navel-gazing, no more looking to the past. Place each foot before the other. Face the future till the last. To the woods and hills I'll go now. Find the cabin that I made. Live in self-sufficiency till in a bed of leaves I'm laid. Lost amid the forest, Pear hears voices calling on the breeze and questioning him. But perhaps it's not but wind among the trees. Who's that calling? Show yourselves. You won't scare me with your game. Want to know the man I am? Well, listen, Pear Gint is my name. That's most handy then to find you. You're the very man I'm after. Hearing voices? Not to worry. Worse than that's the manic laughter. Oftentimes those near the end do suffer from hallucination. More than my job's worth to meddle. I'm just here for reclamation. Near the end? You surely don't mean... I'm still healthy, fit and strong. No one knows the time that's left him, whether it be short or long. You could pop off any time. Life is prey to many shocks. Lightning, forest fires or bears. Poison mushrooms, falling rocks. With respect to mortal dangers, tell me, what part do you play? Well, of course, we must dispose of each one who has passed away. My job title's Button Moulder, casting ladles on my shoulder. I melt down all those who neither go to glory nor will smoulder. Melt them down? Ah, now I see that you're some demon from the pit. No, 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 not my department. Torment's not in my remit. Down below's have job descriptions that are frankly in poor taste. My department does recycling. We let nothing go to waste. Few in life have been such sinners that their fate's eternal fire. Precious few have shown such virtue that they'll hear the heavenly choir. Most are somewhere in between as they progress to grave from cradle. When at last they pop their clogs, I pop them in my casting ladle. Eat it up and melt them down. Pour the melt into a mould, there, another mortal's made to live a while, and then go cold. Most don't go to meet their maker when they leave this mortal coil. Like a rissole, they're reheated and brought briskly to the boil. That's the fate that faces me, to be recast just like scrap metal, losing my identity. Good job I'm feeling in fine fettle. Nice to hear you're feeling well. Rude good health is such a boon. Sadly, nothing lasts forever. My notes say your time's up soon. Wait, I must have shown some virtue. Just enough to save my soul. Don't see much about that here. Record's not great on the whole. 
to myself I've ever been true. Surely that shows moral strength. Borderline in terms of virtue, even if it's done at length. Might be grounds for special pleading, if some witnesses extol your virtues and sign affidavits. Are there any you can poll? One thing, though, you should remember. If you wish to gain your goal, candidates to enter heaven must not show a trace of troll. That's no problem. I'll be back with witness statements signed and dated. Then you'll know my moral fibre and how highly that I'm rated. Meet me at the crossroads, pair. That's the place we'll rendezvous. No delay. You've little time to waste before the meltdown's due. A witness to my character. Those who might have sung my praises if one scoured the whole of Norway were but few and now push daisies. In this silent, empty forest where no other comes in view, what chance do I have of finding... Hello, Pearson. Who are you? Surely you remember me, lad, with my daughter once you courted. Might have made a dynasty if my grand plan you had supported. Surely not. The Dovra King? King as was in realms of night. Overthrown. Forced into exile. Now I wander in the light. Grandson, half-breed, rules instead and the hoary dallies with. Worse, to strike me from the tale, he spreads the word I'm just a myth. Can you comprehend how galling to be thought? What defamation? No more than a figment of some overwrought imagination. Yes, that must be disconcerting. But I can't believe my luck. Maybe you can help me climb out of the hole in which I'm stuck. A testimonial I need, that to myself I've e'er been true. But, Pear, you surely realise that's one thing I could never do. You found your true troll nature, Pear, an honorary Dovra prince on visiting my mountain hall. And headlines have proclaimed this since. Myself's enough, says half-troll Pear, the dog blood its front banner runs. The underground press too weighs in with many laboured large font puns. By all that's trolly, one of us reads troglodyte today's main leader. Trollier than thou, the speleologist informs its readers. All hail his trolliness, Prince Pear. All right, I get it. I see why my place in heaven's as likely as a camel through a needle's eye. <laughs> Though in my case, the bar's not riches. I'm a man who's on his uppers, wandering the forest and can scarce afford a herring supper. Oh, what a pity. I was hoping... Oh, well... <clears throat> Best be on my way, we living legends have it hard. Must be some way to make it pay. I'll write my memoirs, that's the thing. The book will fill the trade's emporia. The story of a great troll king reduced to this sick transit gloria. Well, some consolation is that Button Moulder can't be near. Crossroads in a wood are rare. I doubt there's one for miles round here. Oh. References signed and dated? No. I've just rethought my goal. It seems I must be realistic about the future of my soul. If perhaps I've aimed too high, to compensate, I'll now aim low. To be myself, I'll face the fire, and to the other place I'll go. Better torment than the void.
better pain than just not be. Once I get acclimatised, you never know. It might suit me. I think you'll find you've lowered the bar too much, unless you've done great wrong. However, we will hear your case. Wait here. Someone will be along. Day, my son. What splendid weather. Is it? I had thought it dull. I'm hunting grouse among the heather. All I've caught so far's a gull. Right. Well met, I'm sure. And some surprise to find a priest out on patrol. But I wait here to meet someone important to discuss my soul. Well, seems to me you've got it made. Uh, the welfare of the soul's my trade. I've time enough for one sole session. Would you like to make confession? I doubt that you well understand. My weight of sin I would make great. Salvation is beyond me now for reasons I will not relate. <laughs> ah, a good disguise, I'll give you that. It really is quite hard to tell. You really should do something, though, about your pungent brimstone smell. My show is slipping. That's too bad. So, down to business then, my lad. If true, you seek your soul's damnation rather than the reclamation. Straight, you'd better state your case. Be quick and tell it to my face. I see you speak in double rhyme. Um, must you do that all the time? <laughs> it's just to show I'm devilish smart. I flaunt the double rhymer's art. Don't try to copy, you'll fall flat. You lack the fine forked tongue for that. Well, that's a blessing. Oh, sorry. That was not a happy turn of phrase. Especially as I hope to be a guest in my post-mortem phase. Oh, drop the sycophancy, boy. Unveil your sins and don't be coy. I've much to do and times are wasting. Corpses by the score need basting. Well, I smuggled guns and drugs. I brawled and lied and drank too much. I passed myself off as a prophet, stole a bride, reneged, and such. And that is it? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I have to say that on the graph, from one to ten of villainy, that scarcely ranks above a three. You've been a naughty boy, that's all. That hardly marks you for the fall. I have to keep my standards down. I can't admit just any clown. I have to, besides being cruel... Pay the cost of heating fuel. Every day there's more damned souls to haul across the glowing coals. But your sins just don't cut it, mate. You're for the meltdown. That's your fate. Did someone call? I stand here ready. I'll just hold the ladle steady. You hop in. Away we go. I'll make your vital juices flow. Not you as well. Oh, this is swell. I'm barred from heaven and from hell. I hear the tolling of the bell, but where I'm called to, none can tell. <laughs> Easy, tiger. Don't get shirty. I just do my job, that's all. No harm in some light entertainment when you face the final call. Look, there must be some way out now. Surely you can grant exemption. Show me how to bring about a last-ditch final hour redemption. I should charge consultants' rates. I'm not paid by the hour, you know. 
I'm the one who draws the curtain on each magic shadow show. Look, your problem, self-obsession, is yourself enough or true? No one else could give a damn. Your worth lies in the things you do. To find yourself, it has been said, you need to lose yourself. It's true. Have you made some sacrifice to help another soul come through? I knew two women long ago. One an angel, one a troll. I set the angel free at last, lest the other stain her soul. That I did for her own sake, I think. Though must have hurt her badly. Many years have passed since then. I don't know if she's living, sadly. Would she vouch for you, do you think? Who knows? She might feel love or hate. Look behind you, pair. Your cabin, then, is where you'll find your fate. Cabin I built long ago, and its windows glow with light. Who's within, I cannot know, one of sunshine or of night. Very well, I'll go and knock. My destiny I can but guess. I'll find out who awaits inside. I'll meet you at the crossroads. Yes. In Act 5 of Pear Gint by Colin McNee after Henrik Ibsen. The director of the Cairo Asylum and The Stranger on the Ship were played by Philip Cotterill. Pear by Craig Finley. The Sea Captain by Tobias Forbes. The Button Moulder by Jonathan Kay. The Troll King by Richard Reedshaw. And The Devil by Paul Clifford. The narrator was Colin McNee. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Original music was composed and played by Giles Lewin. Sound design, editing and mixing were by Dominic Hargreaves. Pergint was recorded at Evolution Studios, Oxford. Produced by Colin McNee and Dominic Hargreaves. And directed by Colin McNee.